This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We will talk with Mickey Spagnola in just a minute. But before we do, he is back. Mickey. Let's not yet. Oh. Let's go to cut number 11. I, don't know. I was like, that was quick. Man. No. no. <laughs> what a ridiculous stall for time that was by me. Hey, I need 10 seconds. Here's some grandiose he's thing. Back. No. Ja Morant oh. is back. And if you were watching oh, the did. game or on social media, you knew he was back. Let's go to cut number 11. And here is how Ja Morant finished his day out. Morant's going to get ahead of Steve for a chance to win it in his return. Here goes Morant. He spins. Morant scores! And the timer expires! Count the basket! And John Morant wins it for the Grizzlies! Now, the Grizzlies win 115-113. to 113. I'm going to give you a stat, and you may or may not be impressed by it. John Morant scored 34 points. That's the most points ever scored in a return game after missing 25 or more games. Now, I understand your skepticism and possible follow-up questions. I'm question. skeptical, and I have follow-up questions. How many NBA players have been suspended for 25-plus games and then came back into the league? I didn't get that answer for you, Corey. I anticipated the question, but I didn't do the legwork to figure out the answer. I'm going to say zero. I'm going to say it's never happened before. Well, I mean, I know Roy Tarpley was gone for like a couple of years. Okay. For his first lifetime. But was man. it 25 games? It was definitely more than 25 games. Did he games. score that many points he, that night? No, no. John Morant was the most. So John Morant, 34 points, six rebounds, eight assists, two steals, and the game winner. That's, that's a hell of a game there, right there. Look, man, it's never been questioned his ability to play. That's never been questioned. It's his ability to stay out of trouble. Did that's a 17-year-old intimidate him in the parking lot? And that's what you need to stay away <laughs> yeah, from. And, and, you know, did he, after being hey, told, hey, don't do that anymore, and then he you know, did more stuff, did he learn anything? And can, can he be – I guess uh, it's an interesting take here is, do you want all of your players in the NBA – to be upstanding citizens? It sounds like that's what they wanted. I'm sure the PR department wants that. But then you have a Pat Bev every once in a while. You're like, that dude, you know, he's a dog. You know, like, and, and so it's it's weird. But whenever you're, like, leading the franchise, you kind of have to have a lot of these clean things going along with it. No, you're right. I just also think about, like, my family, you know? And I'm like, is everybody in my family an upstanding citizen? No. Probably not. Oh. And so, like, Car- are- my Carter is probably, I got some questions. Yeah. Man. What are the odds in any group of 15 people that every one of them is like never running no drinkers? Any difficulty? And I mean, we've discussed, I'm the problem maker uh-huh. on this show with yeah. my arrest record and everything. So, you seem skeptical and maybe not impressed. 
Are you more impressed by Ja Morant? I, I'm, I am impressed by him. I, I want to point this out. Okay. I am very impressed with it. Uh, but, it's again, it's never been a question whether or not that dude can be a player. And the question is, could he come be comeback player of the year? I love these. Could they, like, the... Gotta be, right? <laughs> I love this, like, Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Could he be comeback player of the year? Not now. Yeah, that... Ooh, that's a good question. Gotta be. All right, so more impressive, Morant. Or let's go to cut number 12. This is the Texas Stars hockey team. Don't think that I misspoke or anything like that. This is one of the minor league affiliates for the Dallas Stars. Take it away. The Stars three on one if they hurry. Stankoven to Bork. Now it's a two on one. Bork skates in, shoots, he scores! Four score and Maverick Bork wins it in overtime. Maverick Bork, or honestly, let's get it together and call him Maverick Bork. Uh We want to be fancy. But Maverick Bork scored four goals in a 4-3 overtime overtime win. So, I don't want you to have to do the extra math. That means he scored all of the goals. Opponent three, Texas Stars by themselves, zero. Bork, he scored four. Wow, that is impressive. More impressive than John Morant? No. Four goals? Yeah, it's John Morant, bro. Yeah, John Morant. I mean, in the return game, I'll give it to Jaw too. Yeah, dude. Come on. This Bork guy's been playing forever. Hold on. I did I did not do this study. What do you think happens more often? A four goal game or a thirty-four point game in the NBA? I feel like it's probably a thirty-four point first game back. Okay. Well, obviously that's the only time that's ever happened. Yeah. I'm sure somebody in minor league hockey has scored four goals. Yeah. Before. It's happened before. Surely, right? I mean, not maybe not often, but right. the, the, but you know. All right. So you say advantage Morant. Uh, yeah, give Jaw the love. He deserves it. He needs it. Okay, look, Maverick will have his his day in the sun. I promise, mm. and it won't melt the ice. And you won't support it. What do you mean I won't support it? I will be there. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I be there. That's a good question. <laughs> I'll watch it from home. All right. Now to go along with this, since we're in the NBA space, Corey, I'm hoping we can trot this out right now. The five most embarrassing banners in sports. All right. And what would you hang a banner in your house for? 877-881-1053. This is going to be an amazing, if you say what you said in the conference You room. want me to? I can. All right. So the Lakers, let's go back. The Lakers hung their banner, right? They hung their in-season, in-season tournament, tournament banner. Even though we have audio of Kobe Bryant saying, this city doesn't hang banners for division championships. True. Only championship championships. The five most embarrassing are, and this is from Barstool Sports, Kevin, the New Orleans Saints selling out their season ticket allotment. What? In 2006, they have a banner that says first season sellout to season ticket holders. Not even to, (laughs) like, we're sold out every game. It's just the people who bought season tickets were out of them. We're out of season tickets. Okay, that's. So let's hang a banner up. We did it, guys. Who's that banner for? The Saints. That's because they were like, we need a banner. That's dumb. And number four, the Rays unveiling a 2022 wild card banner at the Trop in a series they were swept to nothing, scoring just one run. So they they <laughs> they put up a banner for a series that they lost. But hey, they were like, but we were here. 
I'm very we conf- made it. Look, and we were here. I'm very conflicted on this because at my football stadium in college, we put up fake national championships. But I will tell you this: at least we shot big with our fake banners. We didn't say we sold out a section of our tickets to some people. Uh-huh. I still think that Saints one is worse. Okay, that's what I'm going to go with for now. All right, so not a banner that we just made it to the wild card round. <laughs> That's pretty bad. And I'm going to stick swept. with Saints for now. I'm conflicted. Number three. Okay. Indianapolis, 2014 AFC finalist banner. I. And it was weird because, you know what? Actually, yeah, that one's not great, right? Because they had won the Super Bowl, like, not that long ago. Yeah. If we put that up now, I'd be like, good. Good for us. That's what we needed. It's been 28 years. We needed that. The Colts had won the Super Bowl, what, like six, eight years before that? Yeah. It wasn't that long. And then they decided AFC finalist. Stupid. Uh, number two is the Hold Lake. On, quick question. All right. Would you have respected them more if it said AFC championship game loser? No. Okay. No, I, I don't like finalist banners. Okay. If it's a banner, it needs to, it needs to be for something big. Okay. What do you think about the stars who have banners up to say we won the President's Cup for the most regular season points? Nope. Okay. okay. Look, I'm a Stars fan. Okay. And that history belongs in a book somewhere <laughs> or on the internet, depending on <laughs> where you look for your information. You just said books so disdainfully. Not on a wall. Okay. Or a rafter. All right. The Lakers, number right. two, winning the in-season tournament. It's now hanging up there with 17 world championship banners. Look. And I guess, Kevin, it is. It makes sense that the Lakers would win the first ever in-season tournament because of the history of the NBA. Yeah. And it also kind of makes sense that since it's the first one, they're going to put the banner up because they want the future (laughs) to love the in-season tournament. That's what they really want. Look, it'd be different. Plus, LeBron needs Right now, if the Pistons won a game, I think they should raise... The banner. If they would have won the in-season tournament, I'd been like, hey, it's been a minute. So, but I'm surprised about the Lakers just because the Pistons are so awful right now. And then the number one most embarrassing banner, the Washington Mystics in 2002 led the WNBA in attendance. So they have a... They put a banner up for that? 2003. Oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. Back to back. 2002 and 2003 WNBA attendance champions. Okay. Let's go ahead and pretend you didn't read that one because you're giving Jerry ideas. And the Heat retired Dan Marino's jersey. The Heat? What? Looks like Michael Jordan's jersey was hanging up next to us. That's even weirder. What's going on? Okay. (laughs) First of all, I just want it known. I hate that they would retire Dan Reno's jersey. You know why? Because he didn't play basketball. Secondly, I double hate that they retired Michael Jordan. He wasn't even in that city. At least I I don't understand the Dan Marino one, but at least I get their thought process. Now, we've had a bunch of really interesting other people that have suggested the, the banners that they would hang up. Some of them, I, uh... I cannot read. Uh, <laughs> I got a couple of, of my own that I that I think we could hang. Okay, up uh, yeah. No, I was I was gonna throw one out right, there too. From the four six nine, I would hang a banner for highest HOA fine in the history of the neighborhood. All right, I'm gonna warn you just real quick. If you're eating, just like turn your radio down for like 15 seconds. Okay, 
And you might think this is gross, and that's why I'm trying to tell you ahead of time, and I apologize for this, but I think it's impressive. I would hang a banner in my bathroom for that time I pooped and wiped, but didn't need to. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, you saw. I have no clue what you're talking yes, about. Yes, you do. You're a liar. And it was it was it's called the, a phantom. It's it was called the immaculate poop. poop. And <laughs> I don't know. There's no video of it, but it is an exciting time when that happens. Because you you still you were hygienic. Uh huh. But you were like, what? I didn't even need to be. Yes. Yeah. And you're also you have this this feeling too of now I have all this extra time on my hands. And you know. Oh my god. <laughs> How long is you that? like allocated like three minutes of just wiping? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is just making sure everything's all cleaned up, you know? So long. But and then it makes you feel like maybe you ate well that week. Uh that's and that's true. why and that's why. Like now, cause it just like was like, hey, I'm just getting out of here and yeah. boop, right into the water. Taking okay. a dip. Okay. The, okay. for me. <laughs> I, I appreciate how much immediate <laughs> feedback we got for that. I apologize. I tried to warn anybody who might have been eating or considering it, but there you go. Um, <laughs> I appreciate all of the, the feedback. Um, I would like my wife to unroll one. Uh, <laughs> the... A banner that is that says I finished the laundry. Because <laughs> it's never done, oh, dude. It's man, never done. There's always something in the in the in the dryer. Every time I get home, okay. there's something in the dryer, and a kid has already put something in the washing machine. It's probably their shoes. What bothers like, get those out of there? What bothers you more? The clothes that are dried in the dryer that are just sitting there, or the clothes that have been washed but are still sitting in the washer. Oh, that's that annoys me. And the reason is because now you got to wash them again because they're going to smell. They're going to end up smelling like mildew. Yeah, they're musty. Yeah, when they're in the the washer for extra time, a dryer is fine. I mean, they'll stay dry. You know, they're not going to get annoyed that like I want to use the dryer now. And Mm. maybe you're like, why didn't we just take these clothes out? Yeah, no, that is frustrating. But what I end up doing is I take them all out and throw them onto the table, and I and I yell at the kids, and I'm like, I don't yell at them like aggressively, but I yell, "Time to come get your stuff." Okay. And they get excited thinking that I brought home something to them. And they get there, and I'm like, you're already here. Start collecting your clothes. The other one I would like to hang out in front of the in the backyard, Kevin, is cleanest pool. Uh, because now that I have become a pool owner, uh, which was something I always wanted to try, I, I take pride in my pool. Okay. And I really don't think that it's like that much of a like I don't think anybody cares. Like Do you nobody see a couple leaves cares. and you spring into action yes. and that is me. Okay. If there's a, if there's a leaf in there, I'm immediately going to it. Uh and I'm always making sure it's, you know, hydrated or whatever. Like it's got the chlor- chlorinated. Uh the appropriate way. I'm very every Saturday I'll do a deep clean. Uh so yeah, man. That is that is something that some people might not even care about. My kids don't. My family does not care. They don't try. They're, they'll walk into that pool. If it's full of leaves, they'll be like, oh, I'm swimming anyway. But for me, I want to make sure that thing looks good for anybody that shows up and sees the pool. Okay. I like that. Chris, is there a nonsensical thing that you would raise a banner for? Yeah, I'm going to – we're going back to the topic of restrooms here. So I'm going to have people out there, the Tolos, turn their radio down if you're eating. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. It's early for eating. <laughs> 
But I just I, I'm, I just moved into my first apartment and uh, have some cats along with me in the apartment. So personally, I'd raise banners for my cats. And uh, I'd raise it for just not urinating on the couch for once. Pause that for just real quick. Hey, Corey. What? Do we need to do something about Chris? He said he moved into apartment. He has cats. Do we do we need to be concerned about him? Are you a cat man? I'm a big. Are y'all not cat men? Mm-mm. I'm a Ooh. dog guy. I, I love like my pets dogs. That don't actively dislike me. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I had a cat once. It was awesome. Uh, it died, <laughs> and then I cried. But oh my god, it was How sad. How many cats do you have? Okay, I have, we have two cats, and uh, I'm just saying, like, if what? y'all ever met Susie and Oski, and all the Tolos out there, you want to come meet oh, Susie and Oski, you'll be a cat man What's right after address? that. Ooh, I'm, let me give that Don't out. Don't give uh, that out on radio, Chris. He was trying to trick you. He was trying to trick you. Just wanted to check. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, this time we really will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Plus, a really interesting note about Dorian Finney-Smith we want to throw out there. We'll do it all next right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. What's going on? Oh, you know, just living that dream, hoping that we start winning games on the road. How are you? Well, you know what? It's funny you would say that. Oh, no, are you? Because I was listening to you guys this morning, and I decided to see what other teams were doing on the road. Yeah. Teams with good records. Okay. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Buffalo, they've lost four of six mm. on the road. Philadelphia, three of the four. San Francisco, two of the three. Tampa Bay, since they're in first place, even 7-7, seven and seven, uh, four of their seven losses on the road. Seattle, 5-7, of seven, Miami, 3-4. of four. Now, the Cowboys are the worst. They lost 4-4. Four of four. Right. I mean, on the road. Right. Uh, but it seems like for some reason, and I don't know why, teams are having problems winning on the road. Yeah, and a lot of my fear will... A lot of my fear of that would go go away for a couple of different reasons. One, if you win Miami, which would be connected to number two if you can pick up the number two seed because then you'd only be facing one potential playoff road game. And I have no fear about that first round against the South. It's just 
traveling in the second round, I would like to avoid because of the struggles. Oh, no, I understand. But it's not just the Cowboys having trouble on the road. Yeah. Uh, Now, we know it because we live it, right? Sure, sure. But the other teams, I mean, I wonder, you know, in in Philadelphia, are they all over the Eagles for losing, you know, three times uh, on the road? You know, it's interesting. The team they're playing, I think, is a very good comparison in the Dolphins because – the Dolphins have a lot of the same, like, either real issues or perception issues as the Cowboys in terms of, you know, they got smoked by the Bills. They lost to the Eagles. They lost to the Chiefs. When the Dolphins play a good team, they lose. And, and you so- know what? They have not beaten a team with uh, a winning record. The best they've done go. is Denver. Denver 7-7. Seven and seven. Seven. All the other nine wins against teams with losing records. Yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah, you're right. I don't want to point it out that it's just the Cowboys, but you're also right in terms of I don't care as much about the struggles of the Dolphins. No, I know, but I wonder why league-wide. I mean, this is not college, right? Yeah. Why why such a disparity home and away? I, yeah, that's what we were trying to figure just, out. Not just league, not just with the Cowboys, yeah, but league-wide. League what's going yeah. on there and is maybe the preparation. The, and I don't know if the Cowboys are the only team that um, have, you know, perfect at home. They are. Because uh, those other teams, obviously, they've lost games at home. Yep. And the Cowboys haven't. Yep. Now, does that have to do with, you know, only playing two teams with winning records uh, this late in the season? It helps. Or overall, right. let's put it that way. Yeah, they beat Philly and they beat Seattle. Uh, everybody else is basically either five hundred. Well, I don't even know if they're five hundred. They, they probably all have losing records. Uh, but the majority of the you know the games uh, they played on the road against teams with winning records and the team with the best record in the NFL. So yeah, it's just I I, I just. I have a hard time getting my hands around, uh, you know, can't win on the road, uh, it, d- but does it have to, I mean, I, I heard what you guys said, and you're probably right. That they could have played San Francisco at home and lost. Yeah. Right? And I still believe the same thing with Buffalo. And, and, and they think, just got wiped out totally. And I think Corey disagrees with me about that, too, and I, I totally understand it. Yeah, I'm more in line with you on that, Mick. Uh, when, and I, I think it would have happened Arizona, too. Arizona, the way they played that game and the plan they had against the Cowboys, I think it would have happened the same way it, uh, if it would have happened at AT&T. And, and as long as they had three starters on the offensive line. This, <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that is very that is So valid. sometimes you got to look inside the box, right? Sure. You can't just say, oh, here's a nice box. Let's put a bow on it. You know, well, let's see what's inside. And I'm sure some of these other teams might tell me, okay, Seattle, well, we lost five of our seven games uh, uh, on the road. Uh, well, we had this person missing or that person missing, right? Yeah. And they'd have a reason for it. Yeah. But overall, it's just kind of weird that, you know, the, the good teams, and you're not going to win them all, right? It's impossible. Sure. That's not going to happen again. You agree with me on that? Of course. We're not going 14-0 and 0 or 16-0 and 0 anymore. Yet. I would be inclined to agree. Well, <laughs> Corey can. Until we do. Until we do. That but is fair. I will, I will say, yeah, Nick, like. And if someone does, then burn this tape, okay? <laughs> fair. I, I, I am. The, the question still to me, and I don't I don't know how to ask Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy this, is, is was, your, was your plan any different 
on the road than versus when you're home and how how much different do you include things that you don't typically or did you take some things out uh whenever you went on the road that you or not make adjustments the same way i'm not or sure or maybe in those particular games they whatever the plan was you know might not have been good one yeah and i and, and it I, had nothing to do with being on the road i distinctly remember uh whenever i was working with you as an intern at the website the there was a Bill Parcells day where he like walked up to Drew Bledsoe and was like, we're going to let it fly today. And the plan all week had be, been they were going to run the ball. And then he's like, no, nope, today we're throwing the ball. Or maybe it was Romo. But but I, and then they did and they had huge success. And it was just one of those. I got a feeling today. So yeah. I don't know. And sometimes, you know, you however you scheme it up, um, you know, the other guy might have schemed you better. I mean, it happens. You're not perfect. Um, and, and obviously we saw what Buffalo's scheme was, right? Right. Attack the Cowboys on the edge and see if they can stop the run, make those, uh, you know, defensive ends, uh, play the run. And for the most part, the only one that played it well was Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. And, uh, they took advantage of the edges, um, you know, a, a lot. Uh, you know, Micah Parsons got to do a better job against the run if he's going to play defensive end on the edge. And that counter play, Mickey, uh, whenever knowing the pursuit of this, the aggressiveness of this defense, right? That counter play is a big factor. And that's what Arizona did. Yep. If you think about it, they they used the Cowboys' aggressiveness against them, and I thought Buffalo uh, mostly did the same thing. Um, and you know. I mean, it's just so hard to lose a game when the opposing quarterback just throws 15 passes. Yes, <laughs> and yet here we yeah. are. Yes, right. And I bet Miami throws more than 15 passes. I don't know. Right? I don't know. Mostert and Achan. Uh, yeah. One of the yeah. Mo- those two guys can can tear it up, man. I know they have Tyreek Hill and Waddle to go to. Now, and everything. do they have Hill? This have we? I think I've seen that he's that? back. Let me okay. go confirm. But. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that's you know that that's a load, but you know what? So does so is CD. You know, everybody, uh, m- most of the stuff that uh, um, that Hill has done, it lambs either ahead of him on some of the stuff or just right behind him. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to stats, so uh, you know, Lamb's second in receptions, Hill is fourth. Now the yards are different, right? 1542 to 1306 and so are the touchdowns 12-8 to but not a great disparity right so um but again uh you know when i when i looked at their their schedule and saw that they you know the only team they beat that was at least 500 was denver early in the season when they were struggling yeah we because I, and I, we've known that for a while just because the parallels between the Cowboys and the Dolphins have been pretty remarkable in terms of both teams have been very good. Both teams have been dinged for their schedules and both people, both teams are electric just on different sides of the ball with the Miami offense right. versus the Cowboys defense. So it's been an interesting parallel since you brought up CeeDee Lamb. I wanted to bring something up that it kind of astonished me. I, I realize football has evolved and gotten different, but Lamb with 103 catches this year and 107 last year. First player in franchise history to have multiple 100 reception seasons. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy to me. Well, and think about this. He, he's only nine catches away with three games to go from topping Michael Irvin's single-season reception 
record, which you got to feel like that's a pretty good bet, right? right? Irvin had 100, 111 sure. in 1995, and what did I say? Lamb was at 103. 103. Uh, and it what comes now receiving yards probably a little different because uh, Michael had 1603 in 95. And Lamb right now is 13.06, so he's 300 yards behind with three games to go. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, um, he, and he's already got more catches than, his, you know, his, well, he's only, what, five more, and he'll set a single-season record yep. uh, at a uh, uh, break it at 100. It's 107. Yep. And even Jason Witten, you know, he's second with most catches in a single season with 110. Uh, so that kind of gives you a dot, you know, and Lamb's third with 107. So that kind of tells you the season he's has. And and the reason that caused me is we got a mailbag question. And, you know, the question was why uh, aren't everybody, you know, the national media making a big deal of what Lamb's doing? And and it's like, well, I, that's a good question. And I looked up the numbers <laughs> and look where he's at. It's it's truly amazing the season he's having. I think the the number of seventy three percent. I know Mickey, this number varies in a lot of different ways, but seventy three percent is the catch percentage he has right now. Wow. What do you mean? He, he drops twenty seven percent. Well, not necessarily. That can be a variety of. See that stat should never be used. Whoa! It is divided by targets. Catches divided yeah, by targets, targets. Targets. Okay, so if the quarterback's throwing the ball away and he has to throw it at a wide receiver and he throws it ten yards over his head does that count yes it does yeah and it shouldn't right because it's I not agree. a target sure. he's just trying to dump the ball or what if the quarterback just throws a bad pass his way that's not his fault it's not like oh he can't catch it right our quarterback doesn't throw bad passes man. it's a positive number though mickey it is a positive oh thing. i like understand his, but the it's, number has I, gone up i still up. think it's a bs stat <laughs> man there's too what? many things that go into it. it's like who's figuring that out is Me. it a computer or a human being? I'll start doing it from now on. Yeah, like okay, did he really get targeted with a good pass and he, you know, didn't get cat didn't catch it or he couldn't get open? Okay, you trained Corey. Would you vouch for him if he put that stat together going forward? And he's like, I, I would trust him more than the unknown. <laughs> Boom. Now, I don't admit. know if that's a compliment or not. I'll, I'll take yeah. it as a compliment. I'll, I'll take it as a compliment. Because a a I'm guessing some of these stats they come up with, it's is it computer generated? Generate? Excuse me. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know, because I know there's not one person watching every play of every game, right? Yeah, no, and, and again, that does come down to what they consider targets, but the number at 73 is the highest he's ever had. I think that goes along with the fact that the dude is just, you're getting the ball in great situations. Or does it reflect that, you know, he catches everything or he gets open that much? Both. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. It always feels like he's about 10 yards open. Well, sort of like. Tyreek Hill, right? No, that's true. That's 15. Or Brandon Cooks on that yeah. second play on Sunday. Yeah, right? <laughs> Thank well, you. I wonder what the percentage is on 50-yard passes. Oh, my God. It's got to like be. Like completion percentage. It's got to be like 12, 15%. I can't imagine it's particular. So we keep talking about that second play of the game, no, no, right? And it was sure. the only one they tried, right? You're, you're right. I just keep thinking in my head, like I've if created. If they had completed it, I right? created an alternate timeline yes, for what has. could have happened <laughs> in that game, which is probably not realistic. Um, all right. Thank you very much, good sir. We'll catch up with you again tomorrow. All right. Good discussion. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Mickey Spagnola right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next. 
It's time for Gridiron Gravy, a staggering stat that is both impressive and depressing for the Cleveland Browns. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Play action fake as Flacco drifts right, throws, and he's got Cooper open. He caught it. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. I don't believe it. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through The Fan. We're going to talk about one of the craziest Cleveland Brown stats you'll ever hear. Maybe football stats you'll ever hear. As we go. Catch percentage? No, that's BS stat. You know it, and I do too. Right now, let's go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dip. And let's start with a continuation of something we were talking about with Mickey. Is one of the, not catch percentage. <laughs> one of the struggles the Miami Dolphins have had this year is perception about the quality of opponents that they have played. Yes. The Dolphins are 10 and 4. They're 0-3 against teams that currently have a winning record. Your boy, Mike McDaniel, said this morning, I instructed the players that anything other than concerning yourself with the next opponent, which for us is the Dallas Cowboys, any other narrative that has to do with good teams or playoff seeds or the next three games, all that stuff, I gave them clearance to tell all members of the media to, with all due respect, F off. Okay. With all due respect. So, but that just does feed into what we were talking about is whether it's road perception for the Cowboys or general strength of opponent, you're going up against a team that is facing the exact same question. Their other stigma is December. Uh, They had a terrible December last year, and they want to combat that. This year, that's been a big focus for them, so I think that goes right into the mindset of that. I do wonder, Kevin... I don't know exactly what the uh, what the years are on this, but I do wonder if that is if that falls in line with him just saying stuff for this hard knocks uh, in season that they're oh. doing. Because there is somebody texted in and said, "Hey, does it feel like he's acting a little bit?" And when, he does bits a lot. And though. when I'm watching it, like he does cuss, but it does feel like when the coaches are standing in front of all their players, they're giving extra motivational speeches that they don't necessarily need to do. Uh, and so maybe, but maybe he is trying to fight all these stigmas while having cameras on him at the same time, Kevin. And that's, that's fun, especially on Cowboys yeah. week, right? Yeah. I just told everybody to F off on Cowboys week. I really want a string of Dolphins players telling media members respectfully F off. <laughs> respectfully. respectfully. Yeah, respectfully. I, w- I would love that. All right, guys, I think you should be able to get this question. Who do you think has been named... The AFC Offensive Player of the Week. AFC Offensive Player of the Week. AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Are we going to Cook here? Lamar Jackson. James Cook. Hey! Oh, I would have been more aggressive if it was Lamar (laughs) Jackson. Uh, James Cook, unfortunately, who, as we said, became the first Buffalo player with 200 yards from scrimmage, a receiving touchdown, and... A rushing touchdown in one game since Thurman Thomas in 1991. He gets the honors as the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. That is impressive. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty good, bro, for my fantasy team. Yes, I I started James. I don't want to hear that. I started James Cook in fantasy in the playoffs. You start A-Chan this week? I don't have him. I would. I mean, why why wouldn't you do that? That's how you win. You yes. start the good players against the bad teams at things. Oh, let me ask you this. You had two running back spots. 
All right. And for some reason, on your roster, you had both Mostert and Achan. I'm starting them both. Oh, my God. I'm, you know what? I'm probably scoring 20 points apiece with them. And then we're going to lose. No, you. That's not, that's not a guarantee. I mean, if we play like – if the Cowboys play like they did last week, then yes, that is a guarantee. If they play better, they could win. Except for it's on the road, and Kevin, you pointed out we can't win on the road, Facts! which means against good te- teams, which means the Cowboys can't win the Super Bowl. But that could change after. Sunday. That's a road game. No, that's a neutral site. Technically, game. it's a no, road. No, that game. is a neutral site game. Technically, you know that's a neutral site game. But it's on the road. It's not at AT and T. It can't be on the road. If it's on the road for both teams. That's why this nonsense about the Jags are playing or whatever. I guess the Jags now, they play in England every year. Whenever whatever team is like, oh, they're going to play in Spain. It's a home game. It's like, no, it's not. Home game. It's not. They're both in Spain. They don't play there. All right. Let's go from that to we told you that Arthur Smith, who's definitely going to keep his job, was going to start Taylor Heineke. Not only that, he's going to start Taylor Heineke the last three games of the season. And you probably didn't need to know that. But I told you anyway. Now. Let's talk about that kills my other fantasy team because Heineke doesn't like going throwing to running backs. You know what? He likes pushing the ball downfield. I hope your fantasy team fails, even though you don't have Mostert or Achan. Just the fact that you said you would start both of them. Now I'm rooting against you. Kevin Stefanski. This is this is amazing and sad all at the same time for the Cleveland Browns. Kevin Stefanski has two winning seasons as the head coach of the Browns this year and 2020 when they were 11 and 5. All right? Two years. That's it. Okay. He is the first Cleveland Browns coach since the 1980s to have two winning seasons. Wow. Do you know? Not consecutively, just at all. Do you know the head coach that did that? I do. It was Marty Schottenheimer. He did do it consecutively, by the way. Bruh, he did three straight. Three straight, straight yeah. 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 That's, that's an, imp- you know what? That's an impressive run of sub-mediocrity. <laughs> like, to be, to be that sub-mediocre for that long, impressive. That checks out. That being said, double-digit wins is a, num- a number, like, when you go look at Brady and Belichick together was insane like how many years in a row and all that and the Cowboys have some some stretches where you're just like whoa what they've done the last three years is very impressive and keep in mind it's not even double digit wins it's just a winning winning season yeah you just had to go nine and seven sorry that was probably too loud for that okay I was about to say the last two years he has not done it so it wasn't consecutive not consecutive just in general at all in your tenure at any point since the 80s. All right. That's rough, man. That is bad. That is rough. Are you ready to talk about to- Tommy DeVito? Man, can you imagine being a fan of the Browns in from 46 to 55? Yes. God, what a run they went on, Kevin. You won all of the world championships. And then we developed this fancy <laughs> new concept called the Super Bowl, and it all fell apart. Everything changed. Tommy DeVito is a man of the people. I told you he was a man of the people. He proved that he was a man of the people again yesterday. Remember, I told you at Coniglio's Old Fashioned Pizzeria, real name, where he was scheduled to be there for $10,000, and this agent jacked up the price of $20,000, and they were like, whoa, hey, ew. (laughs) I don't know if you should do that, Kevin. Really? 
That's that. I play the audio for you if you want. I don't have any audio. <laughs> and he fixed it. And he said, I will show up at Caniglio's because I'm a man of the people. And as I told you, as I predicted yesterday, Tommy DeVito was unaware. It was his marketing agent. Of course. Tried to go into business for himself. Jeez. And he had no idea. Wow. So do you think then in this instance that he was going to skim, his marketing agent was going to skim that other 10000 off the top and just give DeVito the other 10000 and be like, all right, we made a profit. It's not skimming. It goes back into sanitation. <laughs> is, that what, is that how you work the system? What's the back into you're talking about? <laughs> the government, Kevin. Oh, the is that government. how you work over the government? Well, look, it would be foolish to be on air. How say, do I? That. How do I do the taxes? I, where I, I get no, to work over the no, government? No, not your answering help. that. You know how we were talking about how a lot of teams are struggling on the road. Here's the weird part about it: unless you play on Monday Night Football, where it's not always the road team, but the underdog has now won seven straight games on Monday Night Football, which that's incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is impressive. It is the longest winning streak of outright winners that were underdogs on in Monday Night Football in history, is going that, back to 1970 when it started. Is that, what do you think the reason is? The extra day of preparation? Is it just the, the act of being there? Well, or just the luck of the schedule. Part of the reason was Tommy DeVito. Okay. <laughs> because they beat the Packers. Uh-huh. The the Titans over the Dolphins, I, I can't give you. I don't think rest had to do with their falling apart at the end, but maybe some of it. I agree. Now, here's the question, Corey. Do you believe that streak will go this Monday when the Baltimore Ravens are five-and-a-half-point underdogs against the San Francisco 49ers? Baltimore's on the road. What's yep. their road record? Ooh, he's like six and one or something. And by the way, Lamar Jackson rules against the NFC. Now that doesn't help in the playoffs at all. Yeah, I think that I think this is when it all changes, Kevin. I think the, the San Francisco continues to rock it against the Ravens. But you're clearly going to root for the Ravens, right? For that hope of keeping number one seed alive. Yes. Plus, you should just root against the 49ers. Yes. Yes. I want to watch the Niners go down. Somebody pointed out and said that they thought the Lions had the Browns beat on crap records. And they this last two seasons, Kevin, winning record. Uh, 2017, 2016, winning records in back-to-back seasons. So when it goes to that, the Lions aren't as bad historically as the Browns. <laughs> At least we're... But I'm sure that listening to that fan base argue it out would probably be be monumentally entertaining. From the 817, can you all give a shout-out to my daughter for her birthday? Her name is Elena, and I'm making her listen to you all on her birthday. Elena? Allowing her to listen to you. Happy birthday. Tell your dad to let you do whatever you want. Well, within within reason and legal... While keeping the radio on. And wait till Friday for these shout-outs, all right? Oh, my gosh. Shout-out Friday, not shout-out Wednesday. So rude. Uh, a couple more joking. quick updates. The Colts suspended Tony Brown and Isaiah McKenzie for the rest of the team for for the rest of the season due to conduct detrimental to the team. They were both surprise scratches this past week and now suspended for the rest of the season. And it's still not looking great as C.J. Stroud is likely out 
Sunday against the Browns. So you remember a couple weeks ago we joked about whether yeah. or not you bet the college fund. This is why you do not bet the college, bet the college fund. fund. Anything could happen. Very unfortunate for C.J. Stroud, who's obviously been having a hell of a season. Hey, will you do me a favor for the yep. rest of the week? Keep an eye on Zach Moss and Michael Pittman injuries, uh, whether or not they're coming for back. For your fantasy team? Absolutely. I'm going to sabotage it. Do you have you have them, right? Oh, yeah. Here it says they're both going to play. They're good to go. I'm playing Sandler this week. 100%. Sandler and I are the top two scoring teams in the league, and I need to beat him. He's been first place all year. Do you really like the Sandlot Charitable <laughs> Foundation? All right, I'll donate a hundred bucks, Kevin. If you win, if I win, well then the I Sandlot. want you to lose because I'm going to wager that against Sandler giving money to my possibilities. Oh man, we're the KNC masterpiece. Two hundred dollars right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, three reasons for a Cowboys bounce back in Miami. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.